She's passionate about the truth of God's word and will tell you like it is. Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. Hey, hey, guys, it is your girl, Autumn Miles. How are you guys doing out there today? I It's like a five cup coffee kind of day for me. I got up so early this morning and, um, you know, my, my parents are coming in town. So it's like, you know how when your parents come in town, it's like everything has to be perfect or you feel like it does. It really doesn't because it's your mom and your dad and they'll forgive you, whatever. But I always like everything to be really perfect. So I've been up forever. They're coming in town. It's going to be a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, a great week, a great summer. We are staring down at another school season. Um, And I cannot even believe that that is happening. So here we go with all the things for today. We are going to talk about the how of faith today. But how, God, are you going to do this? But how are you going to do this? I don't want to give too much away before the break, but that is what you are going to feast your little ears on once we come back from the break. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to share a little bit of what's going on in our life and what has gone in our life in the last, uh, just very recently. So I am one of those moms that I'm, I'm obsessed with cooking. Now, I'm a really creative person. I'm not creative in like Pinterest, like, you know, making uh, shapes out of foil or or like, I'm not creative in like the artistic way. I have a different sort of creativeness to me. I like communication. I like communication skills. I'm very creative with planning and with administration and stuff like that. So I have a different set of skill. Like not like when you say I'm creative, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, they're a good painter. Well, I'm creative in a totally different way. And one of the things I love to do with my creativity, I like to create, okay? So if I'm not traveling or I'm not writing a book or I'm not, you know, doing all the different things that I like to do to create, I cook. And one of the reasons that I cook is because it's the one outlet to my creativity that doesn't get judged harshly, (laughs) Can I be that real with you today? You know, sometimes you go to, uh, you know, wherever you, I'll do a video or do a podcast or whatever. And we're always going to have those people that are like, I don't like this about her. I remember one lady, I spoke, I preached my ever loving heart out one time. Hundreds of people came to the altar to get right with God, to repent, to get saved, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was about to leave this one event, women's event. And she was like, I just couldn't get past your black nail polish. Y'all know I love a nail. Uh, but she said your nail polish was black and I couldn't listen to anything that you said. And I was like, Oh my gosh, people, the judgment is real out there guys. But cooking is one of those things that I can do without feeling judged. I know if everybody hates what I cook, my son, Jude, uh, who is 12 will love it. (laughs) 
I mean, he just loves food. So I teach my kids to cook, all of them. All of them know how to scramble eggs. All of them know the basics of making homemade chocolate chip cookies. My 15-year-old daughter knows a lot. Like she could probably, she can make you a full home-cooked meal. I just think that that's one of the basic necessities of life. I think if we don't teach our kids how to boil water, scramble eggs, you know, things like that, they're going to go into college and they're going to not know how to, (laughs) what if they don't know how to eat? What if there's not a microwave around? I mean, I don't know. So a basic skill that I have taught all four of my kids is cooking. Well, Moses and Haven, who are six, are just learning this skill. They are super fresh. They are learning. And I had a day the other day where everybody was gone but me and Haven. And it's very rare when you have four kids to have one-on-one time with each kid. We have to actually make it a point to have one-on-one time with each kid. So here I am with Haven and we are like having a blast and she's like, mom, can we make cookies? Well, I love to cook. I cook all the time. As a matter of fact, today I'm going to try this new recipe for lemon bars, which I'm super excited about because I love all things lemon. And she's like, I want to make chocolate chip cookies. And I said, absolutely, let's do it. Well, when it comes to the egg portion of the chocolate chip cookies, I always take over because you know how crazy it is when you crack eggs. Like if you get a minuscule piece of shell in your batter when you're making cookies, I mean, the eggs is one of the last steps to making the Nestle Toll House cookies. If you get a little piece of shell in there, you have to fish it out. You have to make sure that there's not any other shell in there, you know, the whole thing. Well, we were having such a good day that she said, mom, I want to cook. I want to crack the eggs. And I said, okay, let's do it. I'll stand right beside you. I'll stand right over you. Well, I have one of those stand up KitchenAid mixers, right? And it just like mixes it for you. We don't, I don't have a hand mixer. And she's like, mom, I can do it. I promise. I promise. And if you've not seen a picture of Haven, go to my Instagram. She is one of the most beautiful people on the planet. So cute. It's very hard to say no to her. But she took the egg. She was smiling. She was so happy. She was just full of joy that I was letting her crack the eggs because I do not let the kids crack the eggs on their own. So smiling. She cracked the the egg. She got out the yolk and the white part of the egg, whatever the white part is called, the whatever, the nasty part. <laughs> and then her it's the 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 shell slipped through my child's tiny little fingers and the whole shell goes in the chocolate chip cookies and the chocolate chip cookies like they're unsalvageable like it's just like it's gone it is it the shell the whole shell and then you know my KitchenAid mixer is just mixing all the shell up in the whole batter and at that moment I could have looked at Haven and said, this is why I do the shell all the time. This is why I crack the egg all the time. But I did not. Her precious little sweet countenance. Now, Haven is like she, like, don't mess with her. Like, she is definitely, she's got an edge to her, which I love because I have an edge. (laughs) But when it's just, when she's with mommy, she is very, very soft. She's sweet. She's like a lion on the outside and she's a lamb on the inside. That's how I describe our type. I'm a lion on the outside and I'm a lamb on the inside. 
her little countenance dropped and she immediately was so disappointed in herself. She started sobbing. She started saying, I'm so sorry, mommy. I tried my hardest. She was so upset with herself. And she looked at me and she, maybe she expected me to be hard on her too, but I wasn't. I said, Haven, I call her Havy baby, Havy baby. Everybody makes mistakes like this. It was an accident. This is what we're going to do about it. We're going to dump out all the batter because we can't use it anymore. And we are going to start from scratch again. And we are going to make these chocolate chip cookies. She was like, okay, mom, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I could have cried watching my child break down. Like two seconds ago, she was super so excited. I was letting her crack the egg. And then she totally broke down. I could have cried. I did. I When I was dumping the batter into our sink, I was misty-eyed myself. Because it hit me so strongly that I am the person that cracks the egg. <laughs> and it goes into the batter and it messes up the whole batter a lot. I am her as a child of God and things that I do. I don't do everything right. I don't make the right calls all the time. I know me. I know what I struggle with. And I get so disappointed in myself sometimes and so frustrated. My husband makes fun of me all the time because he's like, Autumn, no one could live up to your own standard of yourself. He tell he literally tells me that at least once a week. And it's so true. In that moment, I looked at Haven and I thought, oh my goodness, the Lord is showing me a picture of myself. I looked at her and said, it's going to be okay. Like this is, it's, it's chocolate chip cookies. Like we'll get through it. But she didn't see it like that. And I just want to encourage you guys today. If you are like me who have high standards for yourself and you maybe have not necessarily cracked an egg and messed up a batter, but you've messed up something by an accident or something by a bad choice or something by a wrong attitude or something. Sometimes we look at God and we expect him to respond to us the way that we respond to ourselves, but he doesn't. He looks at us with eyes of grace as a child that's desperately needing him. And he says, you know what? I'm going to fix it. It's going to be okay. I'm going to fix it. So I wanted to share that with you today. That just happened. We're going to be back after the break with the how, God. How are you going to make this happen? Cannot wait. I'll see you in a sec. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com 
or anywhere books are sold. Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now, back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, hey, 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 I am back. I am back with a word that I just, Lord Jesus, let me just pray. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would allow me the mercy and the grace to communicate this word how you communicated it to me. Lord, I'll never be able to communicate like your Holy Spirit, and you know that. But Lord, Holy Spirit, make up the difference. Make up the difference in those that listen. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to forewarn you, I have no notes. I have no notes. Now, we were prepared. (laughs) I do have actually five pages of notes that I was going to use, and I called one of the members of my team this morning when we would ordinarily do a production meeting. And I said, we're not doing it today. Today I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to use no notes because I feel like I have a word, a word for you guys today. And I really truly feel like it is a word in season. It will be a word in season for you. It was for me. Okay. It was for me. I mean, I just had to pause on yesterday uh, when God gave it to me. So just so you know, I don't have any notes. I don't know. To you, maybe it will sound normal. I don't know. But I'm just uh, forewarning you. This is for you today who you believe God has been speaking to you specifically about something. Maybe it's about your business growing and Lord, Holy Spirit, tell me what they need to hear. Maybe it's about your business growing. Maybe it's about healing in your body. Maybe it's about healing in your marriage. Maybe it's about a wayward child that needs to come home. Maybe it's about a drug addiction, pornography addiction, an alcohol addiction, an opioid addiction. I just I just heard of a crazy story about someone who was easily addicted to prescription drugs and you would never, ever even know. Now he's clean and off, but this happens. We believe that God has said to us, I am going to free you from this, or I am going to do this for you. And we miss one thing. And this one question gets us so tripped up that it totally tanks our faith. And that one question is how. You, if you are addicted to whatever it is, drugs or whatever it is, you, if your husband or wife has completely moved out and they have been gone for a year, you, who your child has said to you, maybe almost verbatim, I hate you, you, who have not been able to have a child for 20 years and you desperately want to bear a child from your own body, You cannot, our minds cannot perceive of how when we don't have the mind of Christ, but how, God, are you going to do this for me? You've said it. I know what you want to do. I hear you. Maybe you have a word from the Lord, but you can't believe the word from the Lord because you don't know 
how. Do you want to know something that God is teaching me? I want you, and this is like straight out, someone texted me yesterday morning. It was so personal and so awesome. And it was kind of not a blast from the past, but someone I just don't talk to very often. They texted me. They said, you're on my heart, blah, blah, blah. And we had this really, really long text. And I was telling this person in our text stream, God is teaching me how to be okay with things that are unprocessable to me. Things that I cannot process with my own mind. He is teaching me how to be okay. How do you accept the word of the Lord when you know without something supernatural, it will not come to pass? It is an unprocessable statement when God says, I'm going to heal your body and you have stage four cancer. It's an unprocessable statement. The human mind can actually not process the how. And we get so caught up in the how that it causes us to tank our faith and it causes doubt to reign as king in our mind. So I don't know how long this message is going to be today. Maybe it'll be long, maybe it won't. But I want to tell you something that will help you process the how. If God has told you he is going to do something that is so ridiculous to you, that is so unprocessable, that is so unfathomable to the human mind, I want to tell you straight from the Lord's mouth, to Moses. Now, a couple of days ago, I posted one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite verses. I keep notes in my phone. My husband, years ago, I would make these comments to my husband. Like I would say like a line, it would be like a little nugget of, of wisdom. Right. And when we're talking in conversation, when we're talking about like, you know, what are, what is our next step going to be? I'd say like a little line and Eddie would be like, oh my gosh, that's so good. This is several years ago. And he was like, are you writing this down? And I would always say, no. <laughs> Why would I write it down? It's my own words. That's so weird. But he's like, Autumn, we need to write some of the stuff down because you could build messages off of these little one-liners that you say. And I thought, okay. So a couple of years later, because of course I didn't do it right then. Why would I do it right then? <laughs> I started making notes of little nuggets of wisdom that I felt like were Holy Spirit inspired. And so in the note section of my phone, if you're ever ever to look look through my phone, which you won't because that's weird, but I'm just saying, in the note section, there is thousands, literally thousands of notes. Now, some of them won't be, would never move you, okay, right? Because it's something that the Lord has told me. But some of them you've seen on Instagram. Some of you've seen in the form of a selfie video. Some of them you've seen in all three of my books. Some of them you've seen me say in the little stories that I do with my kids. Some of them are living in my children because I have repeated them multiple times. So this little note section and this little direction by my husband really has very literally changed my life. And so I use it on a regular basis. I, I store these little things that I feel like the Holy Spirit might want to tell you, 
eventually and I'll bring it out and I'll do a little, you know, black notepad for Instagram whenever I feel like the time is right. And when I feel like the Lord is leading. So I'm looking through my note section the other day and I know what the Lord has told me about my life. I know what he has said. I've clung to what he has said. I was heading towards where he was where he said, and then COVID hit and COVID, you know, I don't even know, made things look a lot harder than they did before COVID. I know what the Lord has spoken to me multiple times about my life, about where I'm going. Now, COVID hit. Now it looks much harder. And I just very transparently have been focusing on the hard and not the how of God. And I was scrolling through my notes the other day, and I'll I'll pick up my favorite verses that really challenge my own faith. And I actually posted this about four days ago. It spoke so clearly to me because of what I was praying that morning in my own personal quiet time. Numbers 1123 says this. The Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's power limited? Is the Lord's power limited? And you can even look back on my Instagram and see when I posted it. So I was praying and asking the Lord, okay, God, how are you going to do this stuff that you've told me? Like, I don't, I'm not lost faith, but I'm focusing on the hard. It's going to be a lot harder and take a lot longer because I feel like we've lost ground because of COVID. And the Lord gave me this verse. I posted on my Instagram. Yesterday, I'm out doing my quiet time like I do every single day, and I'm just reading. I opened my Bible. I just started reading, and yesterday I was kind of like, Lord, lead me. I don't know. I don't really know where to go. I don't have like a specific plan or whatever, but Lord, lead me. You lead me to where you want to speak to me, okay? So I started reading, and I'm going to read this whole thing to you because I think it is incredibly important just that we have context for the word of the Lord, okay? Numbers eleven sixteen says this. Now, not all of this is going to seem like it makes sense, but it's the word of God, and we're going to read it in chronological order. There, the Lord, therefore, Numbers eleven sixteen, the Lord, therefore, said to Moses, gather. Now, Moses was getting tired because he was the only one that was actually hearing from God. And there's 2 million people probably at this point that were waiting on his every word. Okay. That's a lot of people to wait on one man's every word. Think of the pressure that Moses had on his shoulders. And so God said, uh, God said what I'm getting ready to read. Let's find 70 men. That's what I'm about to read to you. Numbers eleven sixteen says, the Lord said to Moses, gather for me 70 men from the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and their officers and bring them to the tent of meeting and let them take their stand there with you. Verse 17, then I will come down and speak with you there and I will take the spirit who is upon you. And will put him upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you. Okay, he was meeting Moses's problem. Moses was tired. So God said, Okay, I'm gonna help your boy out. I want all of these people, 70, to come, and I'm gonna put my spirit on them too. 
And they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you will not bear it alone. Say to the people, listen, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow and you shall eat meat. Now, this doesn't actually seem like it goes together, okay? But the Lord is giving Moses help because the people in verse 10 are complaining about not having meat. God at this point had provided for them manna. God had said, I'm going to give you manna. I'm going to provide for you. They've been picking up the, the manna for, for days at this point. They're tired of the manna. They want the meat. Okay. That's what he's doing before he appoints these 70 elders. Then God says, okay, I've heard the complaints. He, it actually made God mad because the children of Israel were complaining. So we see actually his anger throughout these, these couple of chapters. But God then says, okay, the people want me, got it. I'm going to give you elders to bear your burden of the people because the people are complaining so badly. And I see the pressure that is on you. And it is so heavy that I'm going to help you, Moses, handle these complaining people who all they want is me. Now he goes on and he says this, verse 18, say to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow and you shall eat meat for you have wept in the ears of the Lord saying, oh, that someone would give us meat to eat for we were well off in Egypt. They're wanting to go back to Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat and you shall eat, okay? And he's kind of saying this with a little bit of an edge, the Lord is, all right? You shall eat meat. And this is when God goes gangster. You shall eat meat, not one day, not two days, nor five days, nor 10 days, nor 20 days but a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you because you have rejected the Lord who was among you and you have wept before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? This passage is very convicting just for the point of complaining. It's amazing how, you know, we we complain and we don't realize how far we've come and how far God's brought us. The children of Israel were focused on the problem, right? We don't have meat. We should have stayed in Egypt. We should have whatever. And they're complaining. God says, I'm going to give you meat. And I'm going to give you so much meat that you're going to want to puke. This is, this is actually scripture. It's going to come out of your nostrils and become loathsome to you. But this word, hang with me because I have a point. This word that God gave the children of Israel and the 70 elders created a problem for Moses. Listen to what happens. But Moses said, verse 21, the people among who I am are 600,000 on foot. Yet you have said, now that's not counting like the kids and the wife. So there's probably about 2 million. That's the estimation from my study of this, this particular verse. But Moses said, the people among who I am are 600,000 on foot. Yet you have said, this is where I'm going, guys. Yet you have said, 
I will give them meat so that they may eat for a whole month. Moses hears and knows what the Lord is telling Israel. And he's like, how is this going to happen? (laughs) God, I hear you. I hear your promise of me. I hear what you're saying. But how? How is this going to happen? And he starts asking him, verse 22, uh, Numbers 11, 22. Should flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to be sufficient for them? Or should all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to be sufficient for them? So Moses, now that he's heard the promise, I'm going to let 2 million people eat meat for a month. Moses has heard this and now he's freaking out because he's the leader. So he's the one that has to provide the meat he thinks for these 2 million people. How? I heard what you said, but how? Should we slaughter all the cows? Should we gather up all the fish of the sea? How? How is this going to happen? I love Moses in this moment because he reminds me a lot of me. I I hear what you say, Lord, but how? Should I? XYZ? Or should I XYZ? We try to give God options to accomplish his own word for us. I can so relate to Moses in this moment because I do this all the time and maybe you do too. I heard what you said, God. Now what shall I do? God made such a promise to the nation of Israel in this moment about the meat that Moses knew it would be impossible without God. And yet still he offered God solutions to his own promise. I feel so strongly in my spirit that that is where some of you guys are today. You are racking your brain. How, God, shall I Shall I? And you're giving God options to fulfill his word to you. God's word is not your responsibility to fulfill. God is a big boy. God's word is his own responsibility to fulfill to you. You are not responsible to fulfill an impossible promise to yourself. And yet this, I know because I know the Lord and I know that he wanted me to talk about this today. This is where so many of us sit. We struggle with the how, but God, how are you going to provide meat for 2 million people for a month? Shall I go fish? Shall I slaughter all the meat of the cows? We try so hard to fulfill God's word. When it's not our responsibility to fulfill it, it is his. This is what the Lord said to Moses. 
I sat in the pressure of that moment yesterday when Moses was probably prostrate before the Lord saying, ow. And the Lord answered him with strength and confidence and authority. And he said this, verse 23, the Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's power limited? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. The Lord reiterated what the Lord always has done, which is my power is not limited, Moses. You are going to sit and you're going to watch and you're going to see whether my word is going to come true or not. And Moses goes out and he tells all the nation of Israel exactly what the Lord said. This is what we do. We think the Lord, now we would never say this because of course we would not say this, but internally we only look at the Lord's ability a lot of times with a limit. This seems impossible. I know, Lord, you could do this much. And the Lord wants to move you to a place where any limit you have put on him is completely obliterated. Maybe you can believe to a point. Maybe you don't have the faith the size of a mustard seed. Maybe you have faith the size of a golf ball. And you think God can do this. But maybe you don't have faith any bigger than that. Let me tell you something. God is bigger than any amount of faith that you have. And he is willing and he is ready and his power is unlimited. And it will obliterate any size of faith you put forth. His power, you cannot even comprehend. You cannot even conceive of. It is so much and so big that literally we our brains, it is unprocessable. Our brains can't process the amount of might, the amount of power that God has at his disposal. Is the Lord's power limited? The answer to that is no, which means this, the Lord's power is unlimited by your human circumstance. It is unlimited power, which means there is no limit on his power which means he can do whatever he wants at any time. So when he has told you something, it's not your responsibility to fulfill it. It is his unlimited power's responsibility to fulfill his word to you. He is responsible and accountable to himself, to his words for you. He is not accountable to you. He is accountable to him. Is the Lord's power limited? Nope. (laughs) Verse 31. Now there went forth, I am obsessed with this, a wind. Now there went forth a wind from the Lord. Not from your boss. Not from your mom. Not from your paycheck. Not from your opportunity. Now there went forth a wind 
from the Lord. The Lord. An unlimited power in the wind of the Lord. And it brought. The wind from the Lord brought. Not Moses. Not all the cattle in Israel. Not all the fish in the sea. The wind from the Lord brought quail from the sea. How weird is that? According to my science textbooks, quail don't grow in the sea. (laughs) I mean, we were just at the ocean a month ago. I didn't see no quail coming ashore. If you've seen some, let your girl know. Because it is impossible. But we are dealing with a God who has no limit on his power or authority over creation. Now there went forth a wind from the Lord. And it brought, it brought, it brought, not Moses brought, it, the wind from the Lord brought, quail from the sea. And let them fall beside the camp about a day's journey on this side and a day's journey on the other side, all around the camp, about two cubits deep on the surface of the ground. It's interesting to me that they had to go uh, a day's journey to collect the meat from the quail. You know what? I'm, I'm going long, so I won't talk about that, but I just, I probably will in the future uh, talk about how it wasn't like right outside the camp. It was a day's journey outside the camp, which gave them time to think about how awesome and powerful their God is. You know, you're walking a day's journey. We just took a day's journey back from Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, we, there's a long time where we can talk and think and stuff like that in the car, but it was a day's journey on the either side of the camp. And it was two cubits deep. The people spent all day and night and all the next day and gathered the quail. And they spread them out for themselves around the camp. Okay. And then they ate the quail. I'm going to stop there in the text. Because what we just saw right here is a problem with the how. That is unprocessable. Sometimes you have to be okay with things that you can never process or you cannot understand or you don't have an answer to. Sometimes God just doesn't give you an answer. He just does it. In this moment that you are trying to understand the how, you need to do one thing. Trust in the unlimited power of the who, which is your God. Knowing that he is accountable to himself for his word to you. And he doesn't want you to patch up some weird way to accomplish it. He already has a plan for his word. Is the Lord's power limited? No, it's not. I'm going to pray and then we're going to go to a break and I got a question from you. So Lord, we just, I lift up that person That is overwhelmed right now because 
your word has tried them. It's been a long time. It's been a year. It's been two years. It's been 10 years. The doctor's report and what you said are two different things. The divorce papers and what you said are two different things. Spirit of the living God, reassure that heart today. That heart that can't seem to believe, that wants to give you options to accomplish your word. Minister to them today and tell them the word of the Lord is going to go forth. The wind of the Lord is going to go forth. And it's going to achieve exactly what I said. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful. Thank you for being trustworthy. I pray, Lord, that you would give your people the mercy and the grace to simply believe today in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll be back right after the break, y'all. I thought that was really good. It really encouraged my heart. Uh, But I'll be back right after the break with a question from one of you. What do you do when you can relate more to Jezebel, Rahab, or Eve than Esther or Mary? To her shock, author Autumn Miles discovered most of the heroes of the Bible were plagued with the same problem. They were ordinary people who sinned deeply. But God's love, mercy, and truth proved greater. In her book, I Am Rahab, Autumn provides a better understanding of God with a focus on the breadth of his reach to use and redeem all things for his purposes. You will find comfort in relating to Rahab, the biblical harlot, and to Autumn's own raw story of surviving domestic abuse and will be encouraged to know you are not alone in a life disrupted by bad choices, nor are you meant to stay there. You can move forward from your past and have an abundant future. To find out how you can get your copy of I Am Rahab, go to autumnmiles.com and click on the books tab. That's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys, we are back. And I got to say, I had a little emotional moment after that. Just so, so good. God's word is just so good. You guys, it is refreshing. It is, it is healing. It is reassuring. It brings hope. Ah, it's just, it's just so good. I'm, I'm really moved by it. I have a question from one of you. I love this question. So thank you. It's from a man. We don't have the man's name, but that's okay. And I'm going to give you a summary because it was a longer question. This person, this man, his friends keep inviting him to church and he doesn't like or believe in God, but he likes spending time with his friends. (laughs) Should I go to church with my friends is the question. I would definitely say a very simple yes to that question. Um, Whoever you are that asked me that, first of all, I'm honored that you would trust me 
with even asking that question, especially if you, if you don't believe in God, if you're an atheist or whatever it is, but your friend loves you enough that he wants, or she wants to share with you what they found. And in order to spend time with your friend at church, I 100% think you should go. And who knows, you might enjoy it. And I'm praying that you do enjoy it, but definitely go. And why don't you see for this, for yourself, what your friends have found in church and maybe even see for yourself what they found in the Lord. Definitely go. Let me tell you this. Everyone is welcome in the house of God. So even if you don't believe, you're welcome. You are welcome to come anywhere, anything that calls itself a house of God, a church, you are welcome. Your unbelief in God does not disqualify you from being welcomed. Okay. I want you to go and I am praying right now that that house of God, that temple that you are headed to, I am praying right now that they will accept you with open arms because Jesus does and will, even if you don't believe. So he loves you and you're welcome. So I would definitely say go and just check it out. You never know. You never know what could happen. Thank you so much for this question. I love you guys so much. I hope this encourages you. We always, always, always want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at autumnmiles.com. You can DM me on any of my social except for Twitter um, because I don't do Twitter at all anymore. But definitely reach out. We want to hear from you. How can we pray for you? How can we help you? How can we just aid and assist you in your walk with Christ? We'd love to know. Love you guys. I will see you next time on a fresh rendition of the Autumn Mile Show. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show. Let's <laughs> go.